It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Ian, we've got some actual uh, news. I guess it's, I I don't know if we call it sports news, but it's definitely Broncos news. And it it does impact the way that people will watch football games in the the coming future uh, with uh, the 2020 season uh, and, and beyond. So it's kind of a fascinating look. It also pulls in. Uh, a lot of the sports betting laws that have changed over the course of the last year or two. Um, and so the Broncos have made two moves. I'm going to call them moves, almost like it's like a football move. They've, they've made two moves to gain two new partners. One of them is FanDuel, which is one that people will know just from being a fan of football or fantasy football. Uh, I, I FanDuel, I, I'm on a fan, I have a FanDuel account that uh, generally, uh, doesn't really cost me any money, but it doesn't make me a lot of money either, which is fine. And then the other one, which is maybe a little more interesting, or at least one that uh, most people won't know about, and myself included, I'm not as, as versed into the, the sports betting world, is Betfred, a, um, a sports book that you can, uh, apparently they're going to build a lounge or something. And so I'm, I'm going to turn the floor over to you because I have, you know, I have no knowledge here. You're the, you're the man on this. So 
the biggest news of all of this came on Monday, and that's when the Broncos and FanDuel announced their partnership. And the thing that's knows, no, noteworthy about it is FanDuel is now the official sports book of the Denver Broncos. So what that allows them to do is um, allows FanDuel to access the robust marketing asset, assets ranging from in-stadium signage to radio, television, and digital advertising to promote its sports betting offerings directly to the fans. The other noteworthy thing about it is the Broncos are the first NFL franchise to have a sports betting partner. The other aspect of it came on Tuesday when Betfred, which is a UK-based company, announced that it has a partnership with the Denver Broncos, a multi-year deal and is also now an official partner of the organization. And as you said, there's going to be a sports betting lounge. And it's going to be on the south side of Empower Field at Mile High. And the plan is to have it ready to go by the 2020 season. It's going to be in the Ring of Fame Plaza, so on the south side of the stadium. And what fans will be able to do is they'll be able to access this this betting lounge area in the pregame, and they can receive assistance on placing bets with the Betfred digital app and view live odds. And the agreement, just like with FanDuel, includes marketing opportunities and digital print, radio, and TV. The thing that's most curious to me is what is this betting lounge going to look like? Is it going to be like a an actual Vegas-style sports book where they have chairs and TVs or is it going to be like a tent, like it's typical at Broncos games, where even if you're a season ticket holder and you go to the, the pregame festivities, it's in a just a, a, a really expensive tent. So it, it's I, I'm curious to see what this betting lounge is going to look like. And I mentioned this in my story on PlayColorado.com, where I'm now the lead writer for on top of what we both do for Mile High Report. There is a FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. The big difference, though, is that it's not an official partner with the Giants or the Jets. So that's one big distinction. So my guess is it may look something similar to that, but I wonder if they're going to go off the book and just do like a a Vegas-style sportsbook for how they have this betting lounge set up. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned it's going to be uh, essentially in an area where you you can't really put a building, right? If it's over by, like, all the statues and everything, can they do a, a, a building? Probably not. I, I would assume it's going to have to be some type of luxury tent that they can put up that has, um, I, I would assume, some type of drinking area, bar-type uh, place, also couches, TVs, those kinds of things. I mean, you could set it up like a like an outdoor viewing area and and have it be uh, you know, a part of that spot but not a permanent structure. I, I think that's where it starts to become interesting is if it's going to be ready for the 2020 season and you're essentially putting it in a place where you can't have permanent a permanent structure built, at least I don't think you can by that time. 
it looks like they're probably going to go with some type of luxury tent situation. You can do some really cool stuff with those things too. So I I would be interested to see what they do. I do wonder though, as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm kind of listening to this and my, my head starts to go towards a place where I know as somebody who is, is a fan of, I, I love European soccer. Uh, I like watching, um, you know, all that stuff. If you look at, uh, if you watch a, 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 a Barclays Premier League game or a, a Bundesliga or, a, you know, La Liga in Spain or, uh, or you know, Serie A in, in Italy, I could go through all of them, but I won't. Um, they have, I mean, on their shirts, right, on their jerseys, they have, you know, 1-800-BET.net or whatever. I mean, they have all these sports books that are sponsoring the teams. They have advertisements for them throughout the stadiums it's it's one of the it's a mainstay of european sports is the sports betting aspect whereas in the united states because it has been illegal technically speaking for so long in much of the country most sports franchises shy away from having any contact with betting right it's always been a really uh, you know, sort of frowned upon thing. I and mean, you, you need look no further than Pete Rose and all of all of that stuff that's going that went on with him. Uh, but also, I know the NBA for a long time talked about putting a team in Las Vegas and chose not to because of the vicinity to sports gambling and how that could impact and influence games. And they didn't want that to be an issue. So I'm curious as to how this is going to impact the Denver Broncos. Is there any concern? that it's going to you know, change the way the franchise does anything or, or people who are a part of the franchise because you certainly don't want any of that to become a problem, right? You don't want that to start to, you know, sort of peak, peak up above the, you know, above the fold there and have it become part of the story. And I think that's where stereotypes come into play because to me, sports betting is just a form of entertainment. I think, The one thing that you mentioned, Pete Rose, I'll even go more recent than that. Remember Michael Jordan in the 90s, where all he wanted to do, he he bet. He was a better. It was a form of entertainment. It was a way for him to make an extra side of money. And as soon as people found out about it, they freaked out. Because I think there are these ties to the mafia. I think that's one of the things that stand out when you think of casinos, when you think of sports betting, you automatically make the connection to the mafia. Because I I think, especially with casinos, most people listening to this probably just got the image of Robert De Niro in Casino. And then, of course, you have all those stereotypes of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, I think all of that ties into all of this. And I think now that sports betting is legal in the country because of the Supreme Court decision, that's that's what allowed for Proposition DD in Colorado specifically to be approved in November. Once voters approved that and they took that step to approve sports betting and it narrowly passed, it wasn't something that was a landslide in favor of Coloradans saying that, yes, we want sports betting. It was a narrow in favor vote by the people who voted for it. And then it officially launched on May 1st. I think now that you're seeing that, and with the Broncos, I think the the most newsworthy thing of all of this is how progressive the Broncos have been to get these partnerships and agreements in place as quickly as they did. 
especially with Joe Ellis, because both of us have been very hard on Joe Ellis. The fact that he was this progressive to get a deal with FanDuel and get another one with Bet Fred speaks to thinking outside the box, which is what you want for an NFL franchise. And the fact that the Broncos were the first one to do it is a testament to that. But I think the stereotypes will start to go away once people realize that it's a form of entertainment. It's just like fantasy football. When you're betting on the Broncos, if you're doing a game line bet, if you're just betting on who is going to win, it's the same thing as fantasy football. The difference is you're not putting a roster together, but you're basically betting on your team being better than the team you're playing against. It is a form of gambling. It's the same thing when you're doing uh, an odds bet of who's going to win. If you're doing uh, a prop bet on who's going to have the, what, what Drew Locke is going to do in the game, if he's going to throw for how many yards or however many touchdowns, that's considered a proposition or a prop bet. And then, of course, there's in-game betting, which I think is the most fascinating because sports books will update the different prop bets and odds as the game is going on. Whenever there is an end of a quarter or an end of a half, they update it. So you want to jump on it quickly to take advantage of it. So if let's say your game, your bet prior, your, your pregame bet isn't going the way that you want. An in-game bet allows you to change the odds, so to speak, and get some money back into your pocket. So I, I like I said, I think it's just about stereotypes. And I think the more people do it, the more they'll realize that it, it's a form of entertainment, that it's fun, that it isn't as sultry as it's been perceived over the last 30 to 40 years. Yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting. We Not to get into American history, but I, I am an American history teacher. We do come from a very puritanical um, background, right? The United States... Uh, has that very Puritan background in the people who came to the to the Americas, uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to get it. You want to look it up, Google it. It's fine. But that has sort of become something that sort of bleeds through in the culture. And the same thing you saw with Prohibition in the 1920s. And then, and then you know, and then you had the rise of the mafia there. And then the mafia did start the casinos in Las Vegas. That was a, a mafia-driven thing. And so it does have that stigma, right? It definitely has that sort of aura of, organized crime that goes with it and so americans have always been a little bit standoffish when it comes to that type of gambling sports betting in particular also because of the integrity of the sport and we've been told that it can hurt the integrity of the game but you're absolutely right it's it's fascinating to me as a a kid growing up i never really saw sports gambling when i moved out to the midwest i discovered that people in the midwest gamble on everything they bet on every type of sport that they can. And I had no idea that it was so prevalent in, in the area that I moved to. And it apparently is prevalent everywhere. I Maybe I'm just blind. I don't know. Maybe I don't pay attention to that stuff. But it, it does create a, a certain excitement that goes with the game. There are people who don't need that. There are people who will who will say, I don't need to bet on sports because I have my favorite teams and that's I live and die with the Denver Broncos. And so I don't have to worry about putting an extra $100 down on a game just to make it interesting. But then there are people who enjoy it and who will do it because it, it makes the games more interesting, and that's perfectly fine. And then there are people who are good at it, and they'll make money doing it, and that's how they make a living. That's also perfectly fine. So 
it, it is a progressive move by the Broncos. I'd be fascinated to see how it plays out. Uh, I am shocked, just as you are, that Joe Ellis is the one who was progressive enough to be like, yeah, let's do that, because he's about uh, as progressive when it comes to these things as, well, he's just not. I mean, I don't, I don't have an example because he's just not. So it'll be fun to watch. I, I think it'll be a fun sort of thing to see sort of play out. It won't affect the way I watch football games. I would anticipate that it won't affect the way 90% of the people who watch football will watch football games. But 10 to 20% of the people will find some enjoyment in it, and it will change the way they do things, and that's great. I think I think it's wonderful. So I'm totally fine with that. You mentioned how popular it is in the Midwest. To give you an idea of the kind of market that Colorado has for sports betting, the first month of handles, which is – just the money that was wagered. It isn't after tax or anything like that. So the money that was bet on sports that was given to the sports books was $25.5 million for the month of May. That's a lot of dollars. Now keep in mind, that was with pretty much four sports books for most of the month, six for give or take a couple of weeks, and with no sports. Some people I think have the a majority problem. I think the majority of that money probably went to Russian table tenants. Ooh. You can gamble on Russian table tennis. Look, if you can gamble on Russian table tennis, get in on this. Ping pong. Let's do it. Probably not. I'll take I think the most bizarre sport that is offered in the Colorado sports book of available sports that you can bet on is Finnish baseball. It's called Pesapalo. Is it okay? Do you know anything about Pesapalo? I do not. I just do you even know if that's how that, it's pronounced. <laughs> I don't, but I don't speak Finn, so I have no idea. Awesome, Pesapalo. Okay, Pesapalo. So I, I think just just to tie it around to to give an idea of how I think this is going to go. Look at marijuana. When Colorado approved marijuana in 2012. There was a stigma with it. Even in Colorado, people were freaking out about what it was going to do to this state, namely kids. But when you look at the tax money that has been able to be that, that it's brought in and you look at the change that has gone on around the country, there are multiple states now that have legal marijuana. If not, they have medical marijuana. I think the same thing is going to happen with sports betting. I think you're going to eventually see it and it's going to just completely blow up. And I think one thing that's going to be very interesting, and I've mentioned this in numerous stories, is if the NFL happens and when sports starts coming back, I think there's going to be a huge push for the Avs and the Nuggets. I think that's going to be a boon for this market, especially the Avs, because they're considered the favorite. Um, I think it's on DraftKings. They're the favorite to win the West, and they're right there with the Vegas Golden Knights on FanDuel. And they're one of the favorites to actually win the Stanley Cup. So if the Avs can come back and keep that momentum going, I think it's going to be a boon for the market. But we've touched on the excitement quotient for, with Drew Locke and the Broncos. I think that is going to be massive for this sports betting market. It, to see you have that excitement, you want to back it up. And with all the favorable the favorable pro promotions that the sports books are, are throwing out right now, it's easy money because you can bet you can bet ten ten dollars and win fifty. That that doesn't happen. 
yeah, they're trying to trying to bring in clientele and, and get people into the casinos and whatnot. Uh, just a, a small disclaimer. Uh, not very many casinos go out of business, ladies and gentlemen. Just be careful with your cash. That's all I'm saying. Not many go out of business. Although during this pandemic, they have been hurting yes, they have. tremendously, especially <laughs> the three gaming towns of Blackhawk, Central City, and Cripple Creek. They have lost an enormous amount of money over the last three months and fittingly this ties in i think with bet fred announcing that they were going to do this partnership with the broncos they have their agreement for the sports book with the sarasota casino and blackhawk they will have a physical sports book that i think is gonna I, it was announced in the news release that it's gonna be a vegas style physical sports book at the Sar- saratoga casino casinos are opening the cripple creek casinos opened on monday Blackhawk and Central City up in Gilpin County will open on Wednesday. So as you listen to this, casinos will be getting ready to open. There you go. Go place the bet. Have some fun. Be be safe and, and have a good time. That's how you should do it. You know, an interesting bet out there that people might want to make is a bet on which trio, which wide receiver trio is the best in the NFL. Now, I don't know how you would – uh, place that bet, which trio is going to have the most yards or which trio is going to have the most touchdowns. But it was a conversation that came up earlier in the week. Uh, which trio is the best trio in the NFL? I think we saw the tweet on uh, from Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Uh, and and the question was, do the Denver Broncos have the best wide receiver trio in the NFL? And I think the short answer here, at least from us, is yeah. That's the short answer. But there's a, there's a much longer answer in there. And it's actually a fascinating conversation when you start to look at the teams and the players that you could consider receivers and which teams actually do have three phenomenal receivers that would fit for the best trios. So so let's get into that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Which, which trio is the best trio in the NFL when it comes to wide receivers? I think potential-wise, it's the Broncos because you have three guys who have com- – complete different skill sets. Cortland Sutton, in my opinion, is Calvin Johnson. He has that kind of potential. He has the size. He has the catch radius. He has the speed. He has all of it. So he is a version of Calvin Johnson, and he has the potential to be a mini Megatron. Jerry Judy was the most complete receiver in the 2020 draft. And I, I th- if you need any evidence of what he is capable of, Watch the training video that he tweeted last week. I just pulled my hamstring again. It, it It's nuts that he can move that way. And then KJ Hamler, as we have referenced multiple times, he's Tyreek Hill without beating kids. He's and it's a skill guy, set. Yeah. He, he, he brings a skill set that is that can really take the top off of this defense. But Jerry Judy has that kind of speed and quickness as well. So I think in terms of potential, it's definitely the Broncos. But if I am going to pick three guys and I'm not pigeonholed into being receivers, well, yeah, and so I can that, make a we gotta set some parameters here, but I think what we'll what we'll say is you don't want to call your three best offenses, but your three best weapons in the passing game. I think maybe that's the way you say it, to to sort of make it a broader group that you can choose from. I think in terms of if, if we're going to go with receivers, it, it's the Cowboys. The Cowboys will be mentioned because they have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup, who local fans will know was up at Colorado State. 
But in terms of like actual weapons, three weapons, I'm going to go with the Saints because you have Michael Thomas, who is arguably the best receiver in football. You add Emmanuel Sanders, who we is, know him. I, I think a very good compliment to Michael Thomas. And then you add in Alvin Kamara, who we talked about before we were recording, is probably more dangerous as a receiver than he is as a running back. Yeah, I I I, I have a, a slight issue with using a running back in this because they're used in, in two very specific ways, but I'm, I'm going to allow it for this conversation. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the Cowboys. I mean, Amari Cooper is a phenomenal wide receiver, even – uh, though he does seem seem to shrink in big games, we'll we'll sort of ignore that. Uh, Michael Gallup, he has the dropsies. He does get the dropsies every now and then. Michael Gallup is a is going to be someone I think that really has a breakout year in 2020. He he's a good wide receiver, and I think 2020 will be the season that he sort of becomes a focal point of that offense. And then they went and got C.D. Lamb and created a a wide receiver trio that. Uh, definitely rivals what the Denver Broncos have. Again, the Broncos, you said it exactly correctly there with exactly correctly. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. You said it exactly right. They have a lot of potential, but we won't know anything until they're able to hit the field. And that's going to be something that uh, is an issue with CD lamb as well. So when you look at those, those three guys, there's always like that one guy that's not quite, uh, you're not sure. Cause he's a rookie. So I'm going to throw another team out there. Uh, and I, I'm actually, I, I'm going to tell you this. We, we had this conversation. We went back and forth on it, and I'm going to stick to it. It it could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without the need of a third receiver when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who uh, were an incredible duo in 2019. And so that third wide receiver became a, a, not, a not necessary guy, right? There's no need for him. But if I have to throw a third player into the mix. I will I will go ahead and say Gronk. They got they went out and got Gronk. He doesn't even have to be healthy for this trio to be one of the top trios in the NFL. And now they've got a quarterback that hopefully breaks down and falls apart. So maybe that hurts them. You know, I'm still rooting against Tom Brady. Don't care. But they had an amazing 2019, which I think you it could be four wide receivers and you'd still be fine with just Evans and Godwin and go ahead. Let's see who wins. I mean, that's how good they were in 2019. I'm going to throw out a team that we haven't mentioned at any point in this conversation. Oh, curveballs, man. Okay. The Cardinals. Ooh. DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah, we didn't even, you know, that, that is a, that's another really, really good duo. Who's the third though? Who's your third? I, his name is not coming to me, but I had him on my fantasy roster, and he he, he was pretty consistent trying to think without having DeAndre Hopkins on the roster. Now he's going to be a third receiver, and I think that's a very good third. I, I mean, I think they have like five receivers to potentially be three, so they might have the most complete wide receiver group in the National Football League. That's and true. his name is not coming to me. I'll tell you what. I'll talk about another team, and you can Google it. And the other team that sort of pops up is Buffalo. When they went out and got Safan Diggs, and then they also have is it is it John Ross? Is that their is that their other guy? And then I mean they they could also be uh, a very John good, Brown. John Brown. Thank you, John Ross. <laughs> 
John Ross, John Brown. Uh, they they could be a very dangerous team offensively. There's a lot of hype around Buffalo uh, right now, simply because of you know the moves that they've made, and so it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that. Um, the other one you mentioned, Kansas City. I guess my question with Kansas City is, which three receivers are you going to go with? I actually found that Cardinals receiver, Christian oh, Kirk. Christian Kirk. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So who's who's your third receiver in Kansas City? Travis Kelsey. So we're we're yeah. I mean, you almost have to allow a tight end in this situation. Uh, I you know I'm going because, through because Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. I though when he is, I I think he's a compliment to Mikel Hardman and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So I, but I think you said it perfect. The the thing that makes the chiefs so dangerous is the system. It's not necessarily the players. It's the system that the Kool-Aid man has put together. Yeah. I mean, and he's proven, look, we make fun uh, of Andy Reid a lot. Um, not as much anymore. Not as much. We don't really, yeah, we can't, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'd like to, but we can't, but I, I mean, he does have a system that clearly works very well, uh, in the NFL. You can't, you can't knock it. Now he's got a Super Bowl to back it up, which I'm not a fan of saying that, but he does. But yeah, I mean, their, their system is what makes those receivers as good as they are. And that's not to say that they aren't talented. They, they clearly are a talented group of wide receivers and Travis Kelsey, but it's, it's more about the system that Andy Reid has put in place than anything else. Uh, the other team that we haven't talked about uh, is Emmanuel Sanders' old team. He's no longer there anymore, but it's the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers are a team that went all the way to the Super Bowl with uh, a, a pretty good group. Um, you, you know, you and and then they added Brandon Ayuk in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. So they did. I mean, the, this is the era of wide receivers. It almost feels you start talking about these guys. There's a lot of wide receivers that are really good or have a lot of potential to be really good in the NFL. Can I just say that I've uh, shifted my hatred from Andy Reid to Ryan Pace because he's the reason the Kansas City Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. If that idiot, along with the other idiot, John Fox, had just taken Patrick Mahomes instead of Mitch Trubisky, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about the Kansas City Chiefs as the Super Bowl champions. So F you, Ryan Pace, you <laughs> giant moron. I like it. I you know what? I I yeah, definitely. Um you know, there's a lot you, you sound like a lot of Bears fans. <laughs> you could be a Bears fan. It's amazing. You could you could totally be a Bears fan. Uh because that's how a lot of people in, in the Chicagoland area feel about Ryan Pace. And I, I think Matt Nagy was the the head coach at the time when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. I, I could be wrong, but I think your hatred for John Fox, while Not warranted, John, John Fox was the, was the head coach. Was he the Matt head coach? Nagy, or... Matt, Matt Nagy was still the offensive coordinator. Okay, All for right. the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, well, I just want you know wasn't when they sure. had Alex Smith, and then, yeah, then back when back when things and were better. Patrick Mahomes is a rookie. <sighs> he could have moved from having Alex Smith in Kansas City to Patrick Mahomes in Chicago. And he could be the one being the savior of Chicago. And think about this. 
The Bears have never had a quarterback. What's the last one? Sid Luckman? Sid Luckman's the one that they all point to. I would argue that that Jay Cutler had a few good years for them, but they just never really liked him. They could have had the first quarterback since Sid Luckman. Instead, Ryan Pace drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that was uh, I, that was an interesting pick. That really was an interesting. And pick. they traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. One spot. They traded up one spot to draft Mitchell Trubisky. That was a mistake. That's a that's a fireable offense. I, th- I think that uh, there's no doubt that that is a fireable offense that should have cost Ryan Pace his job. It didn't, but it should have. It should, right then and there, they should have fired him. Like when it happened, they should have fired him, but they didn't, and it's fine because I don't really care I about the players. With all this bitter, I should have made an old-fashioned, and it's not going to go away, so I'm going to have plenty of bitter for old-fashions in the coming years. Now, for you uh, kids out there that don't know what an old-fashioned is, that's a, a that's a beverage. It's got bourbon uh, and, it's, and bitters. Bitters is a type of alcohol that has flavoring uh, that, that you know old-timey drinks have in them, and then usually a cherry. Uh, some type of maraschino cherry or a nice cherry. That's a that's a that is an old fashioned. Put it on ice. It's it's pretty good. Uh, maybe a little simple syrup if you're if you're if you're needing it to be sweet. I'm not uh, a fan of the old fashioned personally, but I, I I know people who like them. And if you've got enough bitters, like Ian clearly does, you might as well have one. F Ryan Pace. F Ryan Pace for sure. All right, let's talk about something happier. Uh, there was a report. Troy Rank uh, is the is the one who I saw it from on uh, Twitter there, and he he's works for uh, the Denver Channel, right? Denver Seven or whatever. Uh, and it was about Peyton Manning jumping in on a Zoom call with the Broncos rookies. And it's a it's kind of one of those things that we have gotten into. Most Bronco fans, I think Broncos country in general, have we've ad- we've more than just adopted Peyton Manning as a great Bronco, but he's become sort of a centerpiece of the, we love how much he clearly loved being a Denver Bronco and being in the Denver area. And so reports like this, and when we hear about him jumping on uh, and doing things with rookies in Denver or working with the team or being around the, the franchise, we always sort of turn to that and say, look at look at Peyton Manning, he's really a Bronco. And this is one of those moments where uh, you could certainly do that. But I want to point out before we do that, because we are going to say that, uh, he has done this with a few other teams. Uh, the University of Tennessee, I think he jumped in on a class at the University of Tennessee, which is great. Uh, and, and my love of all of this, and this is really what I think is, is fun to talk about with him, is he does this because he enjoys it. It's pretty obvious that Peyton Manning enjoys talking to people and telling them about his story and being a uh, sort of a public speaker and doing the, you know, the sort of, I guess, I don't want to call them rah-rah or, or, or pep rally type speeches, but just the ability to jump onto these types of Zoom calls and, and get in front of a crowd if it's possible or, or, you know, do whatever TV show and sort of impart some knowledge to people and talk about what he knows works. And we've seen it a little bit with him and Drew Locke. We know that Drew Locke has leaned on him. We talked about it uh, in the podcast previously, uh, you know, he could talk to Peyton Manning, he could talk to Jake the Snake, and then he could also talk to John Elway. We sort of went over that. But Peyton Manning really does enjoy doing this. It's almost like he would be a really good teacher because he enjoys connecting with his students. 
but he's not a teacher in the same sense, but he certainly enjoys connecting with his students. I think it shows that he loves football because he just wants to talk football. I think if you've watched any of the Peyton's places on ESPN plus, he says it in the opening. My name's Peyton Manning and I love football. I think he, he does love to talk to people. I think he loves to, to tell his story, but I, th- I think more than that is he just loves football and it's his way of staying in the game, even though he can't be in the game anymore. And I think we see that with the advice that he gave to the Broncos rookies. And as Troy said, Per multiple sources, Manning attended a meeting with Broncos rookies recently, surprising the players. They were told beforehand to be prepared to take diligent notes, but the topic was not revealed. Manning discussed several points with the prospects. The one that stuck out the most? Treat practice like a game and grind out every day. And I think that's the advice that has stuck on with Drew Locke. And I think Drew already knew that before Peyton Manning telling it to him. But to have it told to you by one of the greatest players in NFL history, we've said it ad nauseum on multiple podcasts. Whenever we're hyping up the Drew train with the latest shovels of coal, what is going to make it possible for Drew Locke is having the approach of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't the best quarterback on the field, but he was the best preparer. He was going to be the best prepared of anyone, of anyone in the history of the National Football League. You were never going to out-prepare Peyton Manning. And if you didn't do it right in practice, you're going to do it right until you do. Because that's the advice that he gave the players. Treat every practice like a game and grind it out every day. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's really something that you see older football players when they do these kinds of things. You can tell the guys who love football and I mean they all love football, but you can tell the guys who really love the game and are are 100% still, you know, you know, passionate about it and the guys who are there because the team asked them to be there. Hey, hey, will you show up and and say a few words? Another guy who pops into my head when it comes to something like this is a DeMarcus Ware. Right? We've seen DeMarcus Ware on the practice field with the Denver Broncos. We know how he feels about the game. We know how he feels about the Denver Broncos. He's a ring of famer, in my opinion, and should be, uh, but but that's not my department. Maybe we can talk to Sacramento about that. I love when people love what they do so much that even when they're done doing what they do, they still want to be a part of it in some way. And... That is what we ha- that is what you see with Peyton Manning. And it is it is it's unmatched, really. I mean, you can talk about guys that do this. I, I really feel like Peyton Manning does it sort of to a, a much bigger extent. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Troy Polamalu also jumped onto this Zoom call, which is pretty cool as well. Another legend, which is a a, a good thing for these young players to see these guys who are going to be Hall of Famers or just getting in, you know, just being inducted into the Hall of Fame with Troy Polamalu, uh, legends of the game. This is how I did it. This is how you can be successful, but you have to do these things. I mean, that is really good. But to bring it back to Peyton Manning, he he doesn't have to do it. He's got 
all the money in the world and nobody's paying him to do this. Like you said, he just loves the game of football. He loves being a part of it. He loves talking about it. He loves being around it. And this is what he can do to do that. More power to him. And again, the fact that he still has a house in Denver and, and shows up at Broncos practice and is a big part of the community also feels pretty good. I think it's kind of funny that they they bring on Troy Polamalu. And I think the reason they do it is because the rookies were actually alive to see him play because they have a recent Hall of Famer who is in the same Hall of Fame class that they can have at any point talk to them. But I'm, I'm safe in assuming that none of them were alive to see him play. Ooh, that's and I'm a- talking about Steve Atwater. Yeah, so let's let's, let's do some math here. Uh Steve retired in 99, is that right? After the 99 season? So yeah, after 99-2000, right? Okay, after one year with the Jets, which even he doesn't like to talk about. And so if you were born, he, yeah, no, none of these guys saw him play. They, they might have been alive when he was playing, but Maybe it was only, only for a couple months, <laughs> so it doesn't count. Yeah, I, I mean, that is... I don't I don't like this conversation. How old do you feel now? Too old. But I, I do think it's cool to have a guy like Troy Polamalu jump on because I, I think just like Peyton Manning, he's a guy who prepared every single day, every single day. The other name that comes to mind, there's two actually two names that come to mind, especially after watching uh, The Last Dance, is people don't – I don't think people really understood – how hard Michael Jordan worked. There's no doubt in my mind he's the best basketball player ever, ever. I will take Michael Jordan over LeBron James and Kobe Bryant in a heartbeat. Michael Jordan worked his ass off, and he was just the same as Peyton Manning in practice. Because if you, the guys who played with him, Steve Kerr, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, oh, John Paxton, they all said that Jordan was a dick, but that's because he demanded excellence from you on the practice court. And Kobe Bryant was the exact same way. I have a feeling LeBron James is the exact same way. And I, I think that's what you want to instill as a young player in the National Football League because we've touched about it multiple times. What sets people apart in the National Football League in the National Football League is the mental aspect of it. Because everyone has the physical tools. If if you're in the NFL, you have the physical ability to play the game. What's gonna separate you is your approach, your commitment, and your 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 mental the mental aspect of the game. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.